What's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. Good to be back. And, you know, we're not going to be one of those shows that goes out there and talks about things just because, just for the sake of talking about it, because they ain't got no material to talk about. We're not going to talk about KD, Kyrie, Patrick Mahomes behind the back pass at practice, all those things. You're not going to talk about, the, you know, the Patriots, who's calling the offensive plays and everything like that. Now, we, we're going to let those things unfold, and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, but one big thing that did hit this week, as most of you know, Serena Williams uh, in a Vogue article basically was hinting at retirement. And so everyone's just kind of like, yo, like, you just don't think there's a certain people you don't think about retiring. You just think that they're going to play forever because they've done it for such a long period of time. Like, you know, comparing it to basketball, you know, I think Kobe's one of those people. Like, we just thought Kobe was going to play forever. And, and so I, I kind of feel the same way about Serena. But Hinton at retirement, we wanted to take some time to give her her flowers and just talk about how great of an athlete she is. And so, Coach Murph, uh, you can go first and, and just kind of talk, you know, when you think about Serena Williams' career and her potential retirement, what comes to mind? See, when it comes to Serena, I mean, it – when we talk about like the greatest uh, of all time and like their at their sport, um, she easily comes to mind, um, you know, along with like Billie Jean and uh, other, um, especially like women in the in the sport um, of tennis. Uh, but then you also, you know, some of those players just break down barriers and just being the goats of of all time in just the athletic sense. Um, we talk about the barriers uh, that she broke through. I mean, we talked about it in the past of, and just amongst ourselves of everything that her and her sister Venus had to go through to get to where they were today. Uh, we talk about the impact she has on the game of tennis just for, you know, uh, minorities like us, just, you know, black athletes uh, breaking through and making a sport um, even more popular than what it has been or making an unpopular sport popular. It all depends on how people view it. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that we, we view, like how we view LeBron um, and and like Tiger Woods, where it's just like one of those things where, and like how you mentioned Kobe, somebody does something at a high level for so long that you really don't see them doing anything else. And, you know, she hasn't uh, been as dominant as she has been lately, um, but, you know, life changes, having a kid, um, you could say she possibly lost her you know, competitive drive. Cause like when you run laps <laughs> around a sport for so long, it's just kind of like that there's nothing else. I mean, a vivid memory of mine is like when she was showing off her trophy case and realized that she had a second place. <laughs> she's like, oh, I got to get rid of this. Well, how did this get in there? Like, that's how great she is. She just set that high of a standard. All she known is winning. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I was, you know, being a, you know, a black, a black kid in the inner city, 
uh, Columbus, Ohio tennis never crossed my mind to look at it until, uh, you know, she got in it. And, you know, one of the matches that got me into it, because, you know, you're just parents, just, you know, parents start watching things. And um, a match that I, I remember vividly is her her match with uh, Sharapova, Maria Sharapova back in 05. Mm. the semifinals in the Australia opening where I was just like, you just kind of sit back and you're just like, wow. Like it's something that it's like when you come across anything new and you're just kind of like, this is, this is kind of awesome. Like how, how haven't I came across this yet? Mm-hmm. Um, just the fluid of the game. It, it got me, uh, you know, going out, going outside and trying things and knocking tennis balls into the street and over fences because I have no type of, uh, you know, tennis talent in my blood, not a lick. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it's, it's just a great moment. It's, it's just something special. All good things come to an end. And um, you know, I, I feel as though that in retiring from the game, she left it all out on, on the court. Uh, there's literally nothing else she can do that she hasn't done already. Um, I mean, she's just going to be one of those special athletes just in general, not one of those special women athletes, not one of those special black athletes just when you when you speak sports and and athletes that did things at a high level, her name should always come up. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, Coach Pace. Anything you'd like to add to that? No, not really. I mean, we pretty much hit it all on the head. I mean, you know, I mean, I, at at some point, I think she's getting up there in age. Uh, she might be trying to have another kid. You know, focus on different endeavors. You know, so I mean, and if we're being honest, I mean, we all get sick of sports at some point, especially playing it. So, you know, going through that preparation to do all that, mm-hmm. um, especially with age, she probably getting, she's probably not recovering like she used to. Um, her body is like telling her, like, yo, we ain't got too much longer. I know you. <laughs> no, I know we've been holding up for a while now, but her body's probably like, nah, dog, we can't. So she's probably getting out of there a lot sooner than, um, a lot sooner than what she should. But I mean, I think it would be in her best interest, especially because I could see her having like one or two more children. So, mm-hmm. um, and focusing on her business. So, hey, man, it, it was great while it lasted. You know, I watched when I could. She kind of had a Tiger Woods effect. Yeah. Um, tennis. So, mm-hmm. you know, all great things come to an end. So it's it's good to see her as long as she's happy and healthy and it's all that really matter. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, for those that don't follow tennis or haven't followed her career, it's like you, you have to know who she is, but you may not know. And you know that she's really, 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 really good at what she does, but you may not know how good especially in comparison to others. So I definitely agree with y'all about the, uh, she is the reason why I watched uh, a tennis match. So if I found out, you know, that she was playing, 
Oh yeah, I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in to to at least watch you know some of it, if not all of it. But if Serena, if Serena was playing, I would watch all of it. And then when her and Venus would do doubles, I'll make sure I watch that too. Uh, and it was kind of interesting because when they first came on the scene, Venus had like the bigger name yeah. and, and stuff. And so she was killing it. And then Serena just came out of like nowhere and was just, you know, just like just took it to another level. Uh, and so, you know, there's four Grand Slams. There's an Australian uh, Open, French Open, Wimbledon and U.S. Open. Okay, so in the world of tennis, those are the four things like, yo, you win, you win those, like, it, you know, you're legit. She's won Australian Open seven times, French Open three times, Wimbledon seven times, and U.S. Open six times. So she's usually the one ranked number one at the top, you know, most of her years of, of competition, she's been ranked number one. She's been ranked number one in her career for 319 weeks at number one, right? And I, it's just, it's just crazy to like, to think that like to stay on top that long uh, or that, you know, that many times. So she has the most grand slams in the open era with 23. The only player to have won three different slams six times. The only player to have won three slams after saving match point most aces served in a single tournament. And what people, you know, for people who watch Serena, her serve is absolutely ridiculous. Like the fact that people can return her serve at all is crazy. But a lot of times, it, you know, if you talk to her competitors, you listen to her competitors, they're like, yo, like, it's, it's hard to even return when she's serving. Uh, most consecutive weeks rank number one, 186 weeks in a row she was the number one player uh, and one of only two players along with Steffi Graf to hold all four slams simultaneously on two separate occasions. So she was the person, she had all the titles. So you think about like boxing, imagine if you had like all the belts at one time and you did that twice. That's what, that's what Serena did. Uh, Coach Murph mentioned her, you know, um, adversity and so in 2001 at the indian wells tournament so her and her sister were actually scheduled to play against each other and uh venus uh dropped out uh citing the, uh, um, an injury and the crowd didn't like that they start booing her and start um saying racist stuff to her like at, you know at her and serena just went ahead to destroy everyone moving forward you know just talking about the uh, the toughness it took, the the perseverance that it took that, you know, people saying these things at you, they're talking about you, your sister, and your dad. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and destroy everybody here. And then we're not, Venus and I aren't going to play. And I think they didn't play for like at least the next 10 years after that. They refused to go back to that tournament. Uh, so it's, it's stuff like that. She's also the oldest player to win a slam at 35. Oldest player to be ranked uh, number one in the world at 35. So, and in 2017, so you know her, um, you know her daughter Alexis. Uh, so in 2017, and she won that tournament, uh, the Australian Open. She was eight weeks pregnant. Like that, that's that's crazy to me. You're eight weeks pregnant and you win the Australian Open. 
like that that's just a whole nother level of respect there um and flowers that we gotta give to her for that so it's i i hate to see her uh leave like that but you know she has been you know uh injured a little bit here and there and coach Pace, she talked about the recovery time for her body you know the amount of time that an athlete puts into preparation and it's an individual sport you know it's not like you can have a little time off to to, to rest and let your team you know carry you a little bit nah it's it's just you if you don't show up you lose simple as that uh so I, I think it is good for her to to bow out gracefully she has nothing else to prove and um she is one of the greatest athletes period I agree with that too yeah happy and healthy coach pace I agree with that you know she's she's overall healthy she could focus on her family I know she likes helping to train um you know, you know, do whether it's camps or stuff like that, invest in other young women, especially young uh, women of color come behind her. You, you, you're seeing that catch on with like Coco Golf and, and Sloan and stuff like that. Uh, they look, they're doing that because of her, her and Venus. So, hey, much respect to her. Uh, I selfishly want her to continue playing, but hey, you know, you gotta do what's best for you at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, definitely deserves to be celebrated. It's just making move, making room for new legends. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, we've been doing this thing on the show for a little while called "Would You Rather," and so we'll pick an athlete, and then we'll pick athletes at their position uh, to say, well, "Would you re- would you rather have this player or that player?" So we've done Dak Prescott, uh, we've done Paul George, uh, you know, we've done a few others, um, Anthony Davis. Uh, so this time we're going to do Chris Paul. So CP3. And, and I think this is interesting because he is in some people's greatest point guard of all time, like top five type thing. You know, you got your magic and, um, you know, a few others, your Stockton's and Chris Paul for a lot of people is in that top five category. Well, as we speak right now, let's see how he compares to his peers. And so Coach, Coach Pace, I'll have you go first on, on um these will go, will volley back and forth. So I had to do it, but CP3 or Steph Curry? Curry, next. Yeah, uh, Curry. CP3, Russell Westbrook. CP3. CP3, yeah. Okay. CP3 or Luca? Luca, all day, twice on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, Luke, yeah, Luke. I mean, like CP three, he's just like I don't know. You know. <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm gonna go Luca. But he's just like he's just one of those players. So that's like, I mean, he's always gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, he, he's just bad at the wrong time. <laughs> yes, at the absolute worst times. Yes. Uh, CP3 or Dame Dollar? Dollar. Shout out <laughs> my boy Dollar, man. Shout out my boy Dollar. I, I'm going CP3. They didn't have the same amount of success and Dollar had less. Mm. CP3 can do more. I mean, being a floor more general. What? I mean, <laughs> the more what? More losing? <laughs> more losing 3-1 leads? <laughs> Listen, last time we seen him, he just got blown off the court. What? And the last time we saw Dame, he was. 
Yeah, he was hurt. He was that's the last yeah. I know that's he the was hurt. At least CP3 wasn't hurt this time. Was he? <laughs> well, he was in. He had a stinger. That's true. Uh, and I, I mean, just it's CP3. I mean, I, I just. He might as well sat out. I'd have more respect for him then. He was on the court getting his behind drill. <laughs> no, you, can't, you can't disrespect CP3 like that. <laughs> not Dane Zala. Who would you take? Uh, uh, this one was tough. This was probably the toughest one on the list. I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. Uh, you know, I know Chris Paul has been to the finals and Damian hasn't. But Damian Lillard's never had a team like the Suns team that went to the finals a couple years, you know, a couple years ago. So I, I look at it and Dame really doesn't come up short. His teams do. Chris Paul comes up short. Like with the has some squads, man. Yeah. The lob city squad and with the Clippers, they're always blowing through one leads. Then you got the, the, the Suns blowing leads. Uh, he blew Lee when he was with the um, uh, the Hornets, you know. So like, you like the I, Doc Rivers of the NBA players. Yeah, I have to look at it like there's only <laughs> one. There's only, <laughs> that's true. Like there's only one common denominator with all those teams, and it's Chris Paul. For some reason, when it gets right down to it. He'll get you all the way to like the cusp of the of, of the 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 mountaintop, and then he'll just start sliding down. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, Aaron Rod- he he is looking like Aaron Rodgers right now. Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. So I, no, I think it's just the likability thing. Like I feel like people just like Dame is more likable, but when you look at it in terms of talent, I mean, Dame is just a scorer. You can, I mean, even though. With his, you know, win loss history in big games, you, <laughs> uh, whatever you put CP three. What what else does Dame do? He's not a he's not a floor general like he he's not a pat like literally CP three just like he goes, he's like uh he can score when he wants to. He's a literally one of the the best passers in in NBA history. Uh, he's I mean, I would put him, he's a better leader. I mean, he took the, I mean, also you got to understand that not the teams he was a part of, but what he brought out of those players. Cause if he wasn't there, they weren't doing what he, what he took them to do. Booker wasn't doing anything until he got there. OKC wasn't going to do nothing after like with Shea and them Mm -hmm. after Russ left without CP3. Houston wasn't going to do what they did with just James Harden. That all sound good, but he's a loser. I don't I, you can't keep blowing leads. Dame ain't win nothing either. Listen, Dame kept running into the Warriors. What I don't even what, what CP3 had the firepower to beat the Warriors, beat uh the clip. Well, who else did he play against? The Warriors, the Rockets. He had, he had the firepower to beat anybody, and he just didn't get the job done. That's the problem. CP3 has the firepower. And you have to, if you're the guy to get them over the hump, which he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. he has to get the job done. We can't just say, well, CP3 you say the same for Dame. 
You can no, say that they, no, there, there has been not. Game, there has been games where CJ McCollum looked like the best player on the court. So Dude, I don't absolutely not. Okay. Absolute, absolutely not. Are we serious? <laughs> team, teams literally, Dame does has never had the type of team CP3 has had ever. That's ever. not the point. Dude, you can't say CP3 is not doing anything with Portland. Portland's not. No, what? CP3 not doing anything with Portland. You can pick CP3 from New Orleans, CP3 from the Clippers, CP3 from. He's, they're not doing anything with Portland. Literally, his one run when he ran into the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, we all knew that that was just a fluke because of injury. CP3 has lost to some that because, I mean, we dock, we docked the Warriors during their first championship run because of that. You can say it's the game. So what I'm saying, yes, you I don't, do. I don't, I don't dock them. I don't dock them. I don't dock them. It is what it is. Injuries is part of the game. I don't, I don't really dock but, them. But some of them are just more, you know, some injuries. It's just like, especially the way people carry themselves after some wins, after a series and championship. Like, if the Warriors want to hold their chest out after their first championship game or their first championship win, it's kind of just like, it, it was LeBron and Della Dover. Like, it's not that dope. Just like how every step of the way, like, oh, you got to face um, what? I think it was Memphis. And then Mike Conley was out. Then, the like, the next uh, – I forgot the next name. But literally, it was a valuable player each step of the way that was out whenever they faced the Warriors. And that's what – You can say that about any – championship run though like there's always a key injury for somebody to like even Kawhi when he was in Toronto who got hurt um KD got hurt KD. in the finals like, it, everybody knew KD wasn't expected to play I mean but and then the difference played. without them not having KD being hurt is like okay but the Warriors won without him so I mean did they really need him and then yeah Clay went down during the series but It was the championship game. I mean, they beat the they beat Milwaukee fully healthy. They beat the 76ers with Jimmy Butler and then B and Ben Simmons fully healthy. Like I said, injuries is part of the game. So I'm not docking anybody for anything. But we can't say Dame, oh, his one trip was because of it. Like, come on, he got to the Western Conference Finals, which he was supposed to do. CP3 is expected to get people over the hump. He's not gotten anybody over the hump, especially with the 3-1 leads. He's literally the missing link for most teams, and he's not getting the job done. Okay, if he's supposed to get the team over the hump, if you replace CP3 with Dame on those teams, do you really see much of a difference? Yeah, there's too much a hypothetical with that. I'm going off what – I can only go off what CP3 resume is. But, that, but, but, you, but you just said – but you literally just said earlier, you just like CP3 isn't doing nothing with those Trailblazer teams. The Trailblazers that's not, that's suck. Not a big the Trailblazers suck. That's a fact. The Trailblazers so, suck. But how is that too big of a how? But what's the difference with him and those Clippers teams if you just take out CP3 and input Dane? I'm not taking out CP3 and input Dane. I'm literally focusing on the Trailblazers. You said, let's go put CP3 on there. They still going to suck. The Trailblazers don't have anybody. You don't think they'll do better? No, because they suck. There's nobody. 
No, it'll be I guarantee, CP3. I guarantee if you put CP3, CP3 on that team with LaMarcus Aldridge and them, they would have been better. Then we had what LaMarcus and them only played together, what, one, maybe two years? And then they got rid of LA? They, they played together longer than that. He was just in uh, with the Spurs short term. Not, let me check. I don't even know how long uh, LA and Dame played. Like, if you talk about talent wise, in terms of the Trailblazers, that was their pinnacle when it was Dame, CJ, and Aldridge. Mm. So, well, I knew this one was going to get y'all going. I, I knew this was going to get because this was tough because, like, CP3 has made every team he's gone on better. Like, there's no dispute there. He's made them better. And I think it's just like he's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because it's like you play so well, and then when it's time to seal the deal on the biggest stages, you you not only lose one game, you lose like three in a row or you lose two in a row. And so it's just – it's just crazy to think about that. And Dame, it's a little bit hard to judge him because he's only been with one team. And that team, you know, once they got rid of Aldridge, they never had a good big. Like Nurkic has always been, um, you know, injury prone. And he's not like the same type of player Aldridge was. He's not like an offensive, a big offensive person. Like he's not going to get you 20, 25 points like Aldridge would. So you have bad teams and then you – and he still persevered. Then you have good teams, and Chris Paul has persevered to a slightly higher level. So I I don't know, man. This this one was tough, but we'll move on. Um, so CP three or Drew Holiday? CP three. CP three. CP three or Ja Morant? Ja. Right now. Yeah, right now. Ja. CP3. CP3, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh, look at Kyrie, me. Kyrie, man. CP3. I knew there was going to be some good disagreements here. Uh, CP3, James Harden. James Harden? Nah, nah, nah. CP3. <laughs> <laughs> I think you really forget. I think your your biasness to that. Because if you if we talking about how people underperform, are we really not gonna look at James Harden the same way? Yeah, he he deserves to be in that conversation too. He literally was a part of the worst three point shooting team in NBA history against the Warriors when he had them against the ropes. They both losers. I just picked a better loser. That's about it. I don't really got anything else to go off. Wait, what has Harden done? Compared to CP3, especially by himself, and with, and with him, it's just like okay, uh, give me Dwight Howard. Harden still underperforms. Give me CP3. He still underperforms. Oh, I'm gonna go with KD and Kyrie. Still underperform. Oh, I'm gonna go to NB. Still I mean, he under- didn't underperform in that situation. That, that that situation was just a cluster, cluster in itself. That yeah. was. That was a bad situation, period. Point if you if you hoop, you just go and you hoop. Like he played horrible. No matter no matter how bad the situation was for certain players, like that's supposed to be great. You're still expected to show up at in some type of standard. There's a standard. That's why people come at CP3 for his playoff performances. And you know, 
three one leads and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, you got us here. Now do that. It's the same way as like, hey, you got us to the playoffs. You got it to two, two, three, two, whatever in the series. Make something happen. Yeah. I'm still thinking hard and I don't really care about either one. Matter of fact, can we has there ever been a, a time where CP3 was wasn't the best player on the team? When like his team? Wasn't? Um he definitely was with the Hornets. He I mean, that's a toss-up with the I mean, I don't I I would say he was, but I'm not about to disrespect disrespect Blake Griffin and all the pieces that were around him. Um, yeah, like they, they were a, a good fit, just, you know, they un- underperformed heavily as a team, but my, yeah. my thing is that Was he there with Russ? Oh, yeah, it was. No, no was that he was there with Russ? It was James Harden and Russ. That yeah. Played. It was James Harden and Russ. It was CP3 and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Was it ever CP3 and Russ? No. No. Was it Russ and Paul? No, nah, I, I do picture them together. But, yeah, because I was about to say, I do picture them together, but thinking of that locker room, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. But, okay. um, but we're, now we're talking about James Harden not even being the best player on the last two teams he pe- played for and just basically being a role player and – I mean, even Embiid said that, like, hey, he's not the guy he used to be, or he's not going to be the Houston James Harden. Like, he's he not. Uh, D'Antoni did the Kobe treatment to him, ran him into the ground. Hmm. That's why Kobe got injured his last like two, three years. Whenever he was with D'Antoni, it's because got ran into the ground. Like, I'm just saying that, that would never go. That Tony's offense is never going to work anyway. That's that's major problem with, and James Harden likes it, which I think is stupid in itself. But hey, man, nonetheless, it is what it is. They're both losers to me. That was a tough one. Yeah, they both have the same issue, and that's coming up short when it matters. The you can most. be a great leader and still be a loser. That's the problem. Yeah, you gotta you gotta combine the two for me to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I had to do it. I had to do this one for you, Coach Pay. CP3 or Kyle Lowry? Dude, I'm not about to. Man. Hey, man, dude. I'm sick. Hey, man. Get, the, get that turd out of here, dude. <laughs> hey, let me give me Cliff Paul over Kyle Lowry. I had to do I had to do it. I had to do it. Kyle Lowry, listen, man. Built like a pit bull. Who's like, that's a term of endearment now. When is built like a pit bull ever a term of like, oh, he's tough, hard? No, no, get out of here. No, you literally look like a pit bull. He's just, uh, you know, accepting accepting the name, just like how, you know, Batman was scared of bats. So he's like, hey, I'm going to just be Batman. It's just. First you will never compare know. Kyle Lowry to no, Batman. Don't ever, don't ever slander <laughs> Batman like that. Don't okay? ever, <laughs> don't ever, don't ever compare Batman to that mutt. Okay. Hey, Kyle Lowry got that ring though. He got that hardware. Shout out Kawhi, man. <laughs> Shout out Kawhi Pascal. So for those who don't don't know, Coach Pace can't stand Kyle Lowry. Coach Murph can't uh, stand Car Anthony Towns. So whenever I can slide them into a conversation, I will do that just to get a reaction out of them. 
Uh, unacceptable. <laughs> nah, so that was good. Okay. And so taking a step back and just looking at uh, portfolio, where is Chris Paul on your all-time point guard list? All time? Is he in the top five? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't really got anywhere. I mean, I can't really think of five better than him off the top of my head. All-time point guards. Um, I mean, we already discussed having uh, – we picked Steph over him. So, you got Steph over him. You got Magic. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, are, we, are we just talking about in terms of how they, they play the game or just, like, we're talking accolades and, and all that stuff? All that stuff. All like, that if we're stuff. talking about, like – because we know he's, like, the purest – point guard in NBA history. But if we're talking about all that stuff, yeah, I mean, you got Magic, you got uh, you got Steph. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaiah. I was about to say, I got, because some people act like that's sacrilegious, but I kind of have a biasness for Isaiah. Uh, Stockton. Yes. I want to put Stockton over him. I got to put Stockton over him. I mean, the only problem with Stockton is he ran into Mike. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people ran in the mic and lost. Yeah. But and he's been to the finals twice. All time. He's like ten. I was about to say, ain't he like ten time like first team all defense or something crazy like that? Twelve time first team all defense. Steals leader. Assist leader. Mm-hmm. Mm. So those two are, are are fairly close there. But yeah, I, I feel like yeah, top five. Um, I I will have to look at it, but I know he's not going to be. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of like off the top of my head. But yeah, I I would say top five. I I can't see him no lower than like I can't see him no lower than six or seven. But right now, I can definitely say definitively top five. Yeah, no, that's fair. I have him. Right now, from everyone, I, I, I try to think about this before the show. I, I, I had him teetering between four or five. It, uh, it was tough to kind of see. I if still I'm... don't like him. I still don't like him. <laughs> Only because, bro, I, it just – it bothers me that he uh, – he's had some great teams. I don't know what, what it is. Him and Doc Rivers cannot figure it out. Cannot figure it out. For, so I don't – man. All right, so we're going to switch gears to the NFL for our last segment here. Uh, we've done this for the last few weeks. It's called All In, Call, or Fold. So All In, uh, we're doing this with NFL teams. All In means that uh, basically we believe that the team is going to achieve just as much or more than they did last year. Call is we are optimistic, but we have some reservations. We're going to have to look at some further evidence before we determine, before we make up our mind. And then lastly, fold is we don't believe in them at all. All right. As Coach Pace puts on his Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl champion cap. Man. So I guess what we know where you're going with this. Okay. So, but first we have the Green Bay Packers. So with the loss of uh, Devontae Adams, uh, and, and looking at it, could, is Aaron Rodgers going to be able to be as productive as last year? He's come up short the last last two seasons uh, in, in big stakes moments. 
So I'm going to call on the Green Bay Packers. The NFC is weak, weaker, a lot weaker than the AFC. So he still has a chance to get to maybe the second round of the playoffs. Um, but I'm looking, there's a couple other teams that there's always teams that surprise you each season in an NFL. Uh, and so with that being said, I'm going to, I have some reservations. I, I think their offense comes, becomes much more predictable. Uh, uh, Jones is going to be, have to be a, a little bit bigger part of the offense. Uh, and could he carry that workload and stay healthy the whole season? I'm not too sure. So, and, and as well as Dylan. So I call on the Green Bay Packers. What about y'all? Uh, I call as well. Same thing. Weak, uh, you know, NFC, even the division. I mean, because you just think divisions. Well, yeah, yeah, because you think divisions. So with the loss of Devontae Adams, you automatically don't expect them to make, uh, you know, an NFC conference championship run. Like, that just sets them back. So uh, I think – their ceiling is making the, I guess, a game. When it, I want to say making the playoffs slash winning a game in the playoffs mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, most talented thrower of uh, the football and Aaron Rodgers, you, you just got to make it happen. So uh, I, I'll say call with that being their, their ceiling. Coach Pace? I'm calling. Uh, if they can't get it done with Devontae, then they ain't getting it done with nobody else. Man. <laughs> with the other guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he expecting out of Lazard and all them, but it's not going to get the job done, bro. All right. There we go. There we go. Next, Denver Broncos. So this one, huh. I'm this one is the toughest one because Russell Wilson is a huge upgrade at quarterback from what they had because they couldn't get the quarterback right. They haven't been able to get the quarterback right since I guess you, you could say pay, they got Peyton Manning, right? But then the AFC West got so much better. So if do those two things cancel out at the end of the season, at the end of the day? I'm going to call because of that. Um, could they technically have a better record? Yes. Does that result into a playoff spot? I'm not sure. So that's very tricky to grade them. I'm going to call on the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go on a limb and say uh, fold. Mm. I'm folding because the division is way too talented. And out of all the teams – yeah, um, the Chiefs don't have Tyreek anymore, but in all honesty, they still have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. which is a better combo than Russell Wilson and whoever the uh, – who's the coach? Um, exactly. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fold. They, they are in the bottom three of their division because Herbert and them – they're going to come with a vengeance. I mean, Derek Carr and Devontae with Wim- Renfro and all them boys. Mm-hmm. And they didn't upgrade it on defense as well. Um, and then on top of, like, 
I mean, bro, Chandler Jones and Crosby. I mean, bro, it, unless they get Raquan Smith, that'll be a big difference for their defense because that'll add a linebacker in there. And then I'll be like, all right, y'all square with Chubb, between Chubb, Sertan, and uh, McMillan. I mean, uh, Smith. I'll be like, all right, I got to make some reservations. But until they get that figured out, man, I'm not. Bye. Two things. Nathaniel Hackett is their head coach, so we don't know what's going to come out of that. Oh, season. yeah, bye. Number two, did you did you talk to Les yet about getting Roquan Smith coach? Listen, man, I don't think we got the funds. We still trying to get Oh man. They said uh, we won't Raquan uh, with Bobby, but it'll just be too much capital, and we need O because uh, – yeah, man. Oh, on the back half, back half, you know, McVay McVay brought resurrect to his career. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right, Coach Murph. Uh, so, well, we're still talking about Denver, correct? Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm a I'm a full, uh, just because I mean, with bringing Russ to the team, you're you're expecting, you know, a playoff appearance. But with that division, I don't see it happening. So you just—I'm just thinking—you gave up all that capital to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, man, yeah, that's, that's cool. that one's going to be interesting. The AFC West, man. Whew. Um. All right. Last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams. That this one is also tricky because to be all in, they have to re- go back to the Super Bowl. At the very least, you know how hard it is to go back to the Super Bowl once you've been there. You know, we don't see that happen a lot. You know, we've seen the Chiefs go back to back years, you know, one, one, drop one. We've seen Brady do it a few times and uh, with, with uh, the Patriots. So, oh, because the NFC is so weak, I think it makes it this this trip even easier than it was last year for the Rams with, um, you know, the 49ers, but Trey Lance, we don't know what we're going to get out of Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers losing Devonte Adams, um, you know, Seattle losing what Russell Wilson. So even like in the division, there's not a lot of competition so they can build up and stack up those games and they're talented enough to be anyone in the league on any given day. So, I say they will at least get back to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll win it because the AFC is just ridiculous. It depends on the matchup. But I'm all in on the Rams that they'll at least go back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Coach Pace, Damn I hope you. I made you proud. You a smart man. <laughs> you a smart man. Listen, it don't matter. I'm going all in regardless, okay? <laughs> it's not like everybody's reservation is – the only thing I've heard in the last like month about the Rams, because nobody talks about the Rams, even though we're Super Bowl champs, it's fine. Everybody wanted to talk about Stafford's elbow. Guess what? Nobody cares. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why nobody cares. Because nobody's worried about the Rams. That's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, Tom Brady's back. Uh, let's go look at Aaron Rodgers. Let's go look at Trey Lance. Everybody's all in on Trey Lance. I'm I'm gonna let y'all know this now. Trey Lance is not Patrick Mahomes. Trey Lance cannot just come off and think he's going to throw for 50 touchdowns. Mm. Uh-uh. Okay. No. When you got 99 on the other side of the ball, you're going to be, mm, you're going to be peeking around. 
Man, listen, we fine, man. We got Bobby Wagner. We cool. We about to sign. Oh, listen, we're going back to the bowl, man. We straight. It ain't nothing to it but to do it. Hey, listen, if anybody, uh, Tom Brady need to worry about them Philly boys before he come to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good segue to Coach Murray. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a uh, – I'm a <laughs> – <laughs> I'm gonna go all in, man. I I just <laughs> they. I mean, in some ways, you can just say they they got better. Of course, the the competition stiffened up in the uh, AFC, but that doesn't that has nothing to do with them. So you expect teams in the NFC to get better, like you expect the Saints to be better, having uh, Mike. Thomas back and uh, Jameis Winston and picking up Chris Olave. Um, I mean, you got Brady back. Philly's expected to be better. Um, but nothing like groundbreaking in the NFC really like poses a threat uh, to them. So, like, the and they're the defending champs with with no real big changes outside of Odell not being signed yet and losing, uh, you know, Robert Woods, but you replaced him with Allen Robinson. So, <laughs> I mean, it's the same team with just an easier NFC than last year. Call us the L.A. Buckeyes, man. All we do is reload. <laughs> now nah, they they – their front office is very smart. They've made some very intelligent moves last couple of seasons. They have refueled because when they lost Von Miller, I was like, ooh. And all of a sudden, here comes Bobby Wagner. I'm like, oh, okay. I, that, that'll do it. That'll, hey, that, that'll, that'll do got, it. We got some boys that, that'll take care of his spot, man. We got some We got some guys, man. That, he's replaceable. He was only getting off because Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald was there, man. He was getting one-on-ones. I ain't worried about that. And, you know, Philly did get better. New Orleans did get better. I do agree with that. Um, Tampa Bay got weaker, in, in my opinion. You know, their their center is is basically out. Yeah. They got hurt, got hurt in uh, camp and practice. Uh, Gronk, if he stays retired. He's retired. You know, so then there's that. And no Antonio Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And no Antonio Brown. So I'm like. Hey, and the Saints also have Brady's number. So, I mean, he ain't even the favorite in the division if you really, really want to break it down. But I ain't saying nothing, though. That's that's going to be very interesting there. Yeah, Brady has not been able to beat New Orleans yet as a, as a member of the Buccaneers. So, uh, with all that being said, man, I it's it's the Rams' um, conference to lose. It's, Run it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about with – that team pretty much at full strength, strength, the Bucks. I mean, the Rams were like dragging them through the dirt and had to give up, had to fumble the ball and throw, you know, had to get, have four turnovers in order for Tampa Bay to even make it a game. Don't get yeah. me started. So it was trying to, it was trying to spot, spot some points. Yeah. Right. To, <laughs> for the sports betters out there. Right. Say, it was be, somebody made a call. Yeah. There's like, you can't blow Brady out the water. If this is his last seed, you got to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 
man, I can't wait till the NFL season starts. Preseason's underway. Um, but yeah, there's nothing like football season. But that's it uh, um, from the coach's box. Great to be back on. We're going to be back next week. Coach Nighty T is going to be back with us next week as well. And uh, hey, y'all stay safe. Stay blessed. Hope you enjoyed the show. See y'all next week. Peace.